0: Hi, I'm Jared Solomon, producer of the feature film Boxer. Working on this film has been an honor and a privilege. We have an amazing team of talented creators and we'll be filming during late summer, early fall, later this year. Our goal is to not only tell stories that we want to see, but to share stories from the black experience that aren't always featured at the box office. Boxer is about two professional boxers, Kobe Kojak Jackson and Frankie Hanslow. After experiencing traumatic experiences in their lives, they find themselves at a crossroad. Complete strangers brought together through their love and dedication to boxing, they have to decide whether they will continue to live in the past or open themselves and their hearts to new opportunities for their future. In order to make the film we have envisioned, we have begun crowdfunding to raise $111,000. The funds will not only pay for the cast and crew, but the equipment, locations, and all the other needs of the project. It will also go towards editing, film festival submissions, and everything we need to bring this project to the masses. We're taking pledges for the crowdfunding. Visit boxerthemovie.com for more information on how to pledge or links to the crowdfunding campaign. Once again, visit boxerthemovie.com for more information. On behalf of the Boxer team and K-Mac Productions, thank you, and keep supporting creatives of color.
1: What's up, y'all? It's Katie Mac,
0: And I'm Jared Solomon.
1: And we're back with a new episode of Boxer the Movie Podcast.
0: Boxer is a feature film written, directed, and starring my wonderful co-host Katie Mack.
1: <laughs> and Jared is not only the co-host of the podcast, he is also a producer of the film, My Right-Hand Man, like... I depends on him for everything. I just want y'all to know that.
0: I mean, not quite everything, but every week we dig into working in Hollywood as an indie filmmaker.
1: And we talk to our amazing cast and crew about their journey in the film industry and all the things that helps you get to know them on a more personal level.
0: Yep, so now this week, it's all about behind the camera. Our cinematographer for Boxer, Austin Kite, joins us to talk about filming Boxer, his journey as a filmmaker, and what his famous moment is working with us on set
1: listen this is going to be a good episode you're not going to want to miss it so welcome again to boxer the
0: movie Podcast.
1: yeah you know so um jared i kind of was yes, wondering mm-hmm. if you wanted to Give us a little bit of maybe a highlight or two of your week. Talk
0: to me. A highlight or two of my week. Um, well, this week is is a is a or is a busy week. Um, this week we're preparing to launch our crowdfunding campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Soft launch our crowdfunding campaign. So you know you you'll, you guys will see that coming within the next you know week or so. Um, or like actually, but well, actually, by the time you hear this, the, the the campaign will be launched. So this week is really, really busy with with getting that together. Um, but but in terms of what a soft launch is, this is really going out to our initial supporters, the people that we know are going to support us on our crowdfunding campaign, and um, just just they're going to be the ones to get us going, get the ball rolling on this campaign journey. So we're getting ready to launch that this week. Um, So I've just been busy, you know, this past weekend, getting prepared for that, building the crowdfunding page, editing, you know, the crowdfunding video, getting all the things together to get that Mm -hmm. going. Okay. How about you? I know you, I know you've been, you know, behind the scenes helping with that too. And like, you know, approving things, Miss Executive Producer and all that, but what else you got going on?
1: Well, you know, my highlight, uh, the past week is actually the present glass of wine rose that I have. <laughs> uh, I don't drink much because you know, I am, I have my body has to be a certain size, weight, and right for, for, for Kojak, right? Yes, um, thank so, you. I
0: appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I, but after this, after we wrap, I got you. After we wrap,
1: all the rose, please. Thank you. What's,
0: what's your okay, rose? I was about to ask, what's your favorite? You know, what's your favorite Derek. wine, rose? Yeah, I mean, you're right, you're right. Yeah. No, you know what. I don't know what you, I don't know what you drink because the <laughs> Actually, last time, not the last time, but a couple times, you know, you know, a couple game nights ago.
1: Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Katie, y'all.
0: No, because Katie tried to, she tried <laughs> to get me, y'all. I thought it was just like some regular, regular shit. What did no, I give some you? Some nasty ass licorice, vodka. I don't even know what it was. Was Yo. it vodka? Was it tequila? Was it, what was it? Some, some Russian shit?
1: Yeah, it was some Russian shit.
0: Katie tried to kill me, y'all.
1: Guys. I got clips that I, I frequently put, well, not so frequently, but I put them on my Instagram stories of that night after Jared had his thoughts. <laughs> Yo, it was a complete shit show. And if anybody wants to see it, just hit us up. And I don't, will post don't,
0: it. don't, don't hit us. Don't <laughs> delete that. Matter of okay.
1: fact. So yeah, I love Rosé and I love mezcal. and uh, But Jared, mm-hmm. you've been around me long enough. You know what I like. So Mezcal. Yes, it's a form of tequila. It's a smoky kind of like tequila. All right, all
0: right, all right, all right, all right. delicious.
1: <laughs> um, but see, you you know, can smoke tequila now? I mean, gee, you can smoke anything if you really want to.
0: You're right, you're right, you're right.
1: OK, okay, got OK. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's really my highlight. I've been busy. I've been I've been working with y'all. Um, I have another show called Chit Chat with my girls that I've been working on. Um, y'all can catch that on YouTube. Yes, Chit Google. Chat
0: with my girls. Oh, yeah, hold up. y'all check that out. Yes.
1: Jared is the director of photography of mm. Chit Chat with my girls. Just in mm-hmm, case. Y'all mm-hmm.
0: So when y'all my- see that, just know. Okay. But
1: yeah, so um that's another little project I'm working. Well, it's, it's it's you know a little something I'm working on. It's just about three friends that come together and have conversations about what thirty and forty year old black women talk about. And you know the the it's been received very well. So we just dropped episode two. Jared is in there with his happy feet, even though you don't really see it, but you feel his energy.
0: Right, and- featuring Melissa and Genesis. <laughs>
1: Yup, shout out to your shall sound engineer and Yanisa who is our makeup artist. Shout out to now my Now look
0: y'all, y'all do not want to when when's, when's episode 3 coming out in, the, in a couple of weeks. No. Y'all definitely don't want to miss episode three. 3.
1: Matter of fact, yeah, 2 weeks from today I'm dropping that and y'all do not want to miss that because yeah, that Yeah, yeah, definitely check out 1 and
0: 2, up. but 3 <laughs> Okay, <laughs> they, they, they got something for you, they got something for we you. Got,
1: we got all of the things, but yeah, so we're gonna bring it back to box of the movie, but you have what I, I asked you, and this is a part of what the highlights and all the things right are. right. Um, you know, speaking of highlights, you know, I was thinking about shows that ended and really made me angry. And the first show mm. that comes to mind, I mean, this is specifically to black.
0: Oh people, boy. You know,
1: <laughs> Um, yeah. How to Make It in America, Kid Cudi. This was probably right. a, you know,
0: that was on HBO, right? It was on HBO. Like it was on HBO. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I did background audition? for that show. No, I, I mean, I I did audition. I did do background on that show. With that for, a, for a little bit, for a little bit, yeah. Back Can when I, I was find doing that? Because it's not on HBO. Max. Honestly, I don't even know what episode I was in anymore. Because mm. I, I spliced everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, it. yeah, that was a good show. I, I, I like that show.
1: Is there I mean, any shows a, that you that I mean,
0: more, more up? recently, and I, I don't know. Some people say they knew it was going to be canceled. Some people didn't, like me. What? But I did not know that they were going to cancel Lovecraft. I just saw it over the weekend that they were going to cancel it, and now it took me over the edge, and I'm like, why? New. How? We've been Ooh, who? Who was we?
1: Well, they talked about that. They said when they okay, when well, we first was in they? Lovecraft, let, just let, you already know who they is. Listen, when um, we when Lovecraft, when the first season premiered, when it was uh-huh. end, when it was heading toward the end of the season, everybody was just like, yo, is there gonna be a second season? It was only no, they somebody confirmed or they said that it they didn't know. So, but it was very clear to me and to a whole bunch of other people, there wasn't no season two. And that's before, like, before the the finale. So now that holiday weekend, July 4th wow. holiday weekend, now when when Nisha put out, you know, this is what could have happened, everybody's like, oh, shit.
0: I oh, wait, she put that it. out?
1: Yeah, she put out, a, Um, she she did some, I think maybe some Instagram posts or tweets or something, but she put out a diagram showing where Matter of fact, fact
0: I, I don't know you want to say This is going to upset me. This is going to upset me, like, what, <laughs> what could have been. But I feel like, like why do they keep doing this The Journey? They, they, they cancel Lovecraft. They cancel Underground. Like.
1: I got a question, though. Would you rather be on a show that is people are loving, it's so well-received, it's Black, it's beautiful, it's lit well, it, it mm-hmm. ain't the usual trauma. Would you rather be on a show that gave 10 episodes and be happy with that, and then find out it ends or be on a show that's a little bit that 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 the bar is a little lower than that it's a decent show but you get another season see like for me i'm like yo that love that shit was phenomenal the visuals yeah, that's that's the, what i'm
0: saying that's why i'm like what how do you it cancel it
1: and i and and you know jonathan Listen, Jonathan. Oh, here
0: you go. Here we go, y'all. I'm
1: being a professional. <laughs> I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna go
0: on mute. I'm gonna just go on mute.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, Jonathan is the uh, actor that I want to work with, and I'm just like after seeing him in Lovecraft because I couldn't get with the Last Man in San Francisco. I couldn't. Okay. Like I couldn't get through it. It was too slow for me. It, it just wasn't my vibe. But seeing him in that, I was like, I want to work with him. I want to work with Journey. I want to work with. Uh oh! I can't remember her name. She played Journey's sister in that—the one that became the white woman. Oh Lord, forgive me, but I know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, no, she's So old. like, she's dope.
1: I liked, even though it was it was a season, it introduced faces to to the masses that may have not been familiar with them, and I always I'm always thankful for that because you know there yeah. needs to be more of us. But yeah, so um, so we got how to make it in America, Love Lovecraft Country
0: underground add that no, in there i didn't
1: watch underground was it good
0: i i haven't seen as many episodes as i probably should have but with the episodes that i have seen
2: they were, we're doing.
0: and you know everybody's always talking about how dope it was and mm. you know all of that but back to i didn't ask you a question about you know mm. whether i want 10 episodes or another season um i want to go with the 10 episodes that are you know these amazing episodes but then it's just like then that that fear starts kicking in where it's just like, oh, but what about the work? What am I going to do next? What's my next job going to be? Yeah,
1: like, you got to let that go.
0: I mean, you do got to, I mean, to be on something like Lovecraft, I would give all, I would give that up for Lovecraft. But I'm sure there's a lot of actors out here that are just like, yeah, I'm going to take this, 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 it's not as good as Lovecraft, but the check is consistent. I know I'm having season two or season three. So, you know, you got to kind of, it's kind of I, I get why people would be conflicted about something like that because work on you know those type of things mm-hmm. seems consistent, <laughs> right?
1: You know, it, it, being an actor, you want to be a working actor, so I get it. we always going to look at it like you know, we we want one, we're always as good as our last project, and two, yeah. we want to maintain our lives. We want to get a check, but I'm I feel like you know, if you're that actor that believes fully in your talent and and when you craft your talent, you'll be fine. And some people will be like, yo, but my rent. But I'm like, yo, you got to, it's (laughs) deeper than rent because rent always going to be there. Bill's always going to be there. You know what I'm saying? So I think that if I was cast on Lovecraft, you know, and you can look at a script and think it's amazing as an actor and you'll never know if it hit or not. You're never going to really know, no matter who's part of it. Because some of our A-list actors, have been in movies that haven't hit, Will Smith. I, I feel like I wanted to say Denzel, but I'm like, damn, Denzel ain't doing nothing that didn't hit. Or maybe he did, you I don't know, know, so it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, but oh my God, me and Jared can talk about this all, all day long. Right,
0: let's get back to- we want to talk Boxer, about Boxer. Crowdfunding. <laughs> like I said, we're about hey. to launch our crowdfunding campaign. Mm-hmm. So y'all definitely be on the lookout for that. Check that out, share the word about the campaign. Um, check out all our perks and see what we we got going on and what you can get just for donating to the campaign and help us make this film happen. Um, we got our amazing cinematographer on this week's episode.
1: List it, list it Mr. Kite.
0: Austin Kite. Mr. Austin Kite. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him, Katie?
1: Um, okay, fine. Cause I know people see the teaser and they're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. But to meet the man behind the visuals, his name is Austin Kite. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you a little bit about Austin Kite. Austin Kite is a freelance cinematographer focused on narrative film, a graduate of the American Film Institute and working out of New York and L.A. Kite's notable narrative shorts so far include drama, horror. You'll only have each other, which was a part of the Austin Revolution Film Festival in 2019 and stars. Oh, my God. Excuse me. The wine. Starring Detroit Become Human, cast members Amelia Rose Blair and Brian DeChart. Visual essay Frames, which was a part of the Newport Beach Film Festival, European Cinematography Awards for 2018 and Drastic Measures, a feature film about inner resolve and sketchy visitors that premiered at the North Hollywood Cinefest. Before moving into the role of cinematography, Kite worked as a cameraman, I'm uh, uh, sorry, a camera assistant for network and streaming television on shows including Mr. Robot, Limitless, Orange is the New Black, and Girls. Even though he's mainly interested in narrative work, he also works on commercial and documentary doc style projects. Austin has DP pieces for Anhaja Bush, The Wall Street Journal, Vogue, Google, and various creative agencies in LA, New York, and the EU. Ladies and gentlemen, please get your wine ready because it's about to be a show, honey, for our wonderful cinematographer, Austin Kite. Hey Austin, how's it going? I'm so glad to have
2: you here today. Hi, thanks for having me here today.
0: What's up, Austin? <laughs>
2: oh, not um, much celebrating the, the independence of our planet, I guess.
0: Of the whole planet, right? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Important parts.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. So we're just gonna get this started. Um, where did you begin your career, Austin? How did, how did your whole career come to pass? What got you into filmmaking, DPing, all that good stuff?
2: Uh, well, I started off doing visual effects in some small houses in, um, in France, where I'm originally from, uh, out in the outskirts of Paris, uh, and transitioned into meeting a couple of commercial cinematographers and things like that. Um, I met a guy who was doing some feature films and some indies in in France. Who was American, uh, who ended up being a professor at the Savannah College of Art and Design, and he was just shooting stuff over the summers while they were away. And and uh, so uh, he said, you know, if you want to come over to to the U.S., I'll just give you all this stuff, and you can just play around with cameras and and all these things. You know, do visual, you know, you could do visual effects for me on the side, of course. Um, and you know, I had no prospects and I didn't know anybody in the, anybody in the industry. And so I just went, yeah, sure. Whatever, who cares? So I went off and, uh, and went with them with SCAD and had a nice four years there and then wound up going to Atlanta for a short period of time. Then going up to New York, uh, and, uh, just bouncing around from New York to Los Angeles and, and there again, ended up going to the American film Institute, um, for a couple of years after working in, in TV for a bit. Uh, while still shooting some small narrative stuff and commercials on the side. And then I've been shooting stuff ever since. Uh from documentaries to to fashion stuff to narrative work to a couple of features. And and um yeah, just been rolling around town.
0: Nope. Oh, dope. Yeah. Um we we've seen you've been everywhere. Um, especially when we first scouted you out, we took a look at your website and we were like, "Oh, yeah, this dude does everything." Like, let's 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 call him in. <laughs> and you've been amazing. You've been amazing um, shooting the prelude that we already have. Um, I, I am
2: pretty, I'm pretty great. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah Austin. I agree. Right. I agree. Humblest of- person I know. <laughs>
1: oh, guys, ladies, and gentlemen, again, Austin Kate, Guys, give it up. Give it up. Get up. Right. Get used to it. Get used to it. All right, so Austin, in an interview that you had that you did with Voyage LA, you attribute your career path to your little brother. Would you mind sharing what the connection is there uh, for us?
2: Oh sure. Wait, you're yeah, a twin, I, right? I, I have uh, yeah, I've got three brothers. Uh, I forget a couple of them, but I oh. know one. One's here. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm visiting him right now. it couldn't stay away. Named Charlie. I'm using his his computer and his setup right now, and he does a lot of karaoke, so I'm using his karaoke microphone.
0: Uh, <laughs> what's up, Charlie?
2: Yeah, but he's he's uh, just done a lot of. I started off doing visual effects, doing videos and things for for him basically, and doing little like little Star Wars stuff, little effects with with guns, and then transitioning to doing title sequences and little tiny short films and things. Whenever I was in high school, um, so it's kind of just all been doing stuff to make it look cool so anything that i i end up shooting whether it's interesting to him or not he'll he will always give me a seal of, of, of approval or disapproval that i value um you know even even the movies that i just can't stand myself to watch years later they'll go oh yeah good yeah good 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 job good job austin I was like thanks, bud. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Good. How, Good yeah. <laughs> Patronizing <I'm> little shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. All right. So I said I mentioned the prelude um that we shot back in 2019, November 2019. Now, you shot that so beautifully. If you guys haven't seen the prelude, it's on our YouTube channel. You can go check it out there. Um, it's on our indiegogo. You can go check it out there. But in regards to the prelude. Um, and for those that are listening and are not watching the visual of this podcast, Austin is a white guy, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, and it's no secret that Hollywood has historically lacked understanding about how to pro- properly like Black people. So, Austin, how did you learn? How did you know? Or what did you consider to make our characters look so amazing on, on, on camera?
2: Well, I think it's a it's a lot to do with just understanding just light in general and and how lenses and things, refractions and reflection and all this stuff really work, um, and kind of just paying attention. I think it's the same thing with you know back in the day they used to have for measuring out film um, and seeing exposure right. They had this this I think it was called a, a Betty or something like that. It was basically this this white woman in the fifties that whenever you were trying to to uh, set film up properly and have it exposed properly, you'd, you'd set it up to whatever her sort of thing was. So you had this like very pasty white woman, like with this blaring light hitting her and all these colors. That's what you would match the film up to. Uh, and so like from the very beginning, that was how people measured things. That was it. Oh, Shirley card, I'm saying. Yeah, really? Shirley card.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. I think I'm it. thinking
2: Betty Draper. 40.
0: <laughs> from the 40s, on. wow.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's you know, and it's pervy, it's gone all the way through from like the the from the '40s all the way up into the '80s and '90s. Even so I remember seeing these in a lot of the even the one-hour photo boxes. They still had these cards that people would match things up to, uh, and and it's really just people kind of accepting a default or accepting a standard or accepting how the the, the stuff was done or has been done, and just kind of continuing on in that motion. Um, and that's kind of how people tend to do lighting as well is you have kind of a set thing you have what works. you have the things that's not going to get you fired. So if you have a, a whole bunch of films that are just predominantly white people, you know white people are very pasty. you don't have to use a lot of light, you can use hard light, it's fine. but with with darker skin tones, you know anything that's not kind of pasty, you start getting all this reflectivity that you can't see whenever you're shooting with an all-white cast instead you try to like block it out because if you have an all-white cast and you have a lot of reflectivity on their skin, which is why we use kind of a lot of the uh, the makeup and, and powder and things like that. It just, it blows out the exposure. It just looks like really, really strong. Um, but with darker skin colors from like, you know, even just slightly tan all the way down to like deep, deep, dark, black skin tones, uh, it can look really, really beautiful and really lovely and nice. And so trying to learn to embrace that instead of just you know, powdering up everything and just having like one typical type of light source and, and not having it be sort of based off this, re- this reflectivity that can make this form and this function and all these shapes of someone's face just look so nice and three-dimensional and expressive. Um, That was kind of the, the approach that I kind of take towards different skin tone and different lighting. And, and it, it changes between stuff. We did all... Uh, black cast for this but i've done that with mixed cast and it's it's kind of just you know instead of just setting up the lights and setting up whatever you know works normally in a generic situation it's kind of just looking who's there and just paying attention <laughs> so it's not it's not that difficult to switch something up to different skin colors or, or different um, different facial structures or, or even different it just depends on how much time, how much, how much effort, how much do you care? And are you going to make those step towards it? Mm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So yeah. it's not that oh. difficult. That's the main thing that, yeah, that just it's, it's out it's, it's, to it's really me not. about what you just said. It's not it's, that difficult. It's,
2: it's not that hard.
0: <laughs> they just have to take a little time to yeah, you just adjust it from. That's that's the TLDR.
2: <laughs> it's just you know, pay attention.
0: <laughs> right. Right. It just, you know, put in the effort to tweak the light a little bit and make us glow. Thanks. okay I no thank you Austin. Cool. i appreciate you austin thank you
2: yeah, that's yeah no, i'm pretty great <laughs> here we go <laughs> that's why we uh, got you, you. Hear that's like why we got no
0: no that was just, for,
2: the, for the audio only listeners that was somebody else in the corner that's oh i would i would never right
0: no that wasn't that wasn't austin. No, no, no no he, no, that he, was he would never
2: He would Austin.
1: please all right so i'm glad that you brought up you know uh the Shirley cards, Austin, because that was actually going to be my next point. But, you know, you're so good like that. You just, you just, you make it easy. Right. Also to sporadic, yeah. oh, you you
2: know, know what I'm saying? So, all over the place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> guys, imagine being with Austin on set, but we'll get to that later. Uh, a lot of jokes, a lot of good times, but, but all, all good across the board. Um, so speaking of the Shirley cars and using this, this pasty white woman to kind of be the the standard of how to light people. Like in 2021, I think about that and I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? Like how could that have even happened? But from what I understand, the things, those things shifted when companies like Kodak couldn't tell different colored wood products apart. So the change for us as brown people didn't really come along until 2010. You know, that's when Ari Alexa came on the scene, and, and it really changed how people were shooting digital and and the kind of results that you know they could get. You know, and to to, to jump back to what uh, Jared was saying about the prelude, you know, we knew from jump when we met you that you were the person for the job, but you know, getting to set and 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 that November of 2019 and it being just. Such a dope experience, but but having the dope experience, not even getting halfway through the, the full project, but to see what came of those, what, six, seven days we shot, the, the teaser, that footage, like, Jared, I don't know about you, but even seeing it raw. Now, for those who might not be familiar with the terminology, raw footage means it's is, is, it's just as is. It's just how it's shot. It's not edited in any yeah, there's way.
2: There's no color. There's, there's the no very muted.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it, it's huge files of just what the camera shot. And just the way it was lit. Shout out to Timothy Amatuli, who was Austin's right hand on the set or second hand. He was our grip gaffer. He's super dope. That footage, Austin, I was just like, ah, okay, so Jared, check this out. We're not doing another motherfucking project unless Austin Kite is at right, the right. head with us. Like, and that's and that's what everything I love. That is what I said because I've worked with, you know, uh, DPs in the past and they've all been great. But like to get to where I am in this journey of my career or in this chapter of my career and to, to, have met you and to have you bring my vision, you know, to light the way you have, no pun intended. <laughs> has been amazing. So, you know, um what my question to you Austin is I know you love narrative. What is it about narrative that you know made you that makes you like lean toward it? What is it about Boxer that made you be like, yo, I need parts.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of just it's it's a translation of of someone. It's a journey of characters. It's how they kind of change scene to scene, shot to shot. That's just so much more interesting um, for me, especially when I'm working, Uh, because you can breathe so much light into this. and you can breathe just so much more emotion. You can you can have the audiences connect so much stronger than if you're doing like a cookie commercial, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love my cookie commercials. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but it's it's hard to do it in a 30-second, one minute spot. It's hard to do it. Um, you know, in the purview of a short film, which really has a very kind of selective thing that people are looking for nowadays, which is kind of just a big twist at the end and some small character stuff that makes you think about it. You don't you yeah. can't really have it go throughout um a longer form piece uh you see it in television but television sometimes gets stomped down by they have to have something interesting happen for their 22 Mm. minute or 45 minute thing Mm -hmm. Um, they can't they can't just kind of have an episode that's just about somebody feeling something or or, Mm -hmm. or, you know they don't have the the ability to acquire their moments because they need to have a story done in 45 uh 22 minutes um I mean, basically it's it's Boxer itself, but a lot of different characters dealing with a lot of subtle emotional things. And it was super interesting seeing, you know, you have these characters that experience loss, that experience uh, not, not so much hate, but disdain for a world that they came from. Um, They'd they have sort of a, a way they don't want to face it. They have ways of, of dealing with it. I mean, you have so many different avenues of showcasing this stuff. That's just so much more interesting for a cinematographer. Um, mm. to have all these different levels and layers of emotions that contrast from scene to scene or build from scene to scene and then yeah. contrast later so it's it's just so much more fun for me it's why I love doing this narrative stuff and I like it when people are written written nicely and people are written smartly and you have sort of a thread that you can follow and, yeah. and it, it just makes it so it's um you know it just stimulates your brain more I love my cookie commercials
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's reiterating guys that he does (laughs) love
2: please please continue to hire me on those I really Right, right
1: right 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 um Jared go ahead I know you want to jump in
0: so you know you just complimented Katie on her amazing writing of this film um Oh, very well produced her, her, too, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's, I want to reach for right. thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And and just her, her character development um, in the film. But what is it like working with Katie as a director?
1: Guys, oh, I'm gulping boy. so big. Right. because
0: I, <laughs> <hesitating. laughs> like, I wanted to ask that question, but I'm like, oh, this is Austin. So well, get ready for what he's, so about, he's about to do. He's smart, right? he will fuck this up. <laughs> Did I leave? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come back?
2: I don't know.
1: Uh,
2: I mean, working with Katie's, it's it's interesting because you have someone who's who's a writer and a director, but also in a lot of the scenes as well. So hmm. it's from any different moment, you're you're speaking to one of three Katie's. Sometimes four, and you have to kind of navigate which one you're going through and which one is dealing with what. Yeah, one of the four. Is she fighting with the with the director right now? (laughs) What side am I picking? Um, So it's you know it's 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 a difficult task having a lot of hats on at any given moment, and uh, you know everyone on on indie productions deals with that to some extent. Everyone's becoming a producer for a second within their own department, trying to decide: Do I really need this for this budget? Can we push this off somewhere else? fighting the creative so this is not and it's gonna look so cool if I do this yeah, yeah. right uh, and then you're also fighting off I against fight the kality guy the time.
0: <laughs> all the time
2: that's I mean that's that's the the version that you hope is in charge the majority of the time is the producer version and then when you have any of the cool stuff on set or you're dealing with like story and character you hope all the creatives are in charge so it's it's kind of you know, it's, it's a right brain, left brain thing you're having to hop over against. And it, it's a very difficult thing for a lot of people. And it's a hard thing for somebody to switch over a lot of times. So like I have difficulty just in my day-to-day life, just dealing with like lights and math and then jumping over and talking about story directly afterwards. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I can't do the four different stuff. I, I stay in my lane.
1: <laughs> it's so
2: hard.
1: Um, you know, it, I'm glad you brought that up, Austin, because people often are curious about that they're like wow katie you you're doing so much and like i'm like yeah you know it's it's hard work but as soon as i get home away from people and that fucking door closes i'm like weeping like this is too much it's like overwhelmed i can't do this so you know that's why i'm glad that you know, even though we're doing all of these things to 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 make people aware of Boxer, I really have to uh, schedule my day and my time because I have to give myself time. to to go into the script and be the director and kind of do the things I need to do and and get my my work ready for you when we're on set. Then I have to go back into the script as an actor and try to like make sure that my my foundation and my reality and all of those things that that needs to make this character come to life are there. And then, you know, I'm working with Jared, and Shakesh, and Sabine on the producer level. So it's just like, you know, but let me say this. I am so glad that I have the team that I have Austin because they make my they make the four six hats I wear they make it easier for me because I think that me and Jared know each other so well like he if there's a we have a group text obviously but if there's a question or something that comes through Jared will be on it like he'll be like you know what? I got it because I'm like crying in the corner with the script, like I want to add another scene, but I can't because Jared said this no more. Right, money. because that's I, going to cost a
2: whole other. Do, you can't do that. Hell no. Is this okay. whole? Is this I gotta add three more lines to an Excel spreadsheet. And, uh, Yo, uh,
0: Austin. Oh you, you? you saw the blue pages. I almost freaked out about the the blue pages. She added like two more, two three more First scenes, off. and I was like, what? You mind your what business. is this? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you mind your this business. is like four more days. I freaked out a little bit. <laughs> But I ended up being able to, you know, fit it into, you know, a couple days. But at first I was like, nah, 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 we're going to have to cut that back out.
1: I scared him because I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, me and Austin were on our creative call and we were doing the scene with like Kojak and Frankie in the house or whatever. And I told him, I was just like, yeah, just so you know, (laughs) me and Austin were talking about the scene before we got off the first page, it was already seven different shots. Just so you know, this is going to be a whole day of shooting. So Jared wow. like freaked the fuck out,
2: Aussie. That was that was before I realized that that scene continued into another scene.
0: <laughs> but no, I, I actually he, luckily for me, she told me that first, and then I went and looked at my schedule, and I was like, oh, I was already thinking that I already had these yeah. two scenes we scheduled already, for like, one budget. day. So With those scenes day, are yeah. actually scheduled for the last day on their yeah. own. So I was like, ooh. That boy is good. I have scheduled it. <laughs> has got anywhere. shit on so I, But at first I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean and another day, Katie? Right. Oh, but then but I yeah. went and looked at my work and I was like, oh, wow. You, you already did that. You yeah.
1: That. I just, I, I'm happy that I, I have have y'all. Um, And, you know, as much as I want to share Austin, there's a part of me that's going to... Like, people be like, yo, you think Austin will, like... You know what I'm saying? You think he'll be interested in my project, and I'll be like, "Fuck no," because he's no, busy for the
2: whole. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is to schedule a Zoom conference with this, this fucking guy? Right, it's like four weeks, and he'll respond to half the emails.
0: I don't know.
1: Like first of all, he'll say, "Oh, I'm in, exactly. in
0: Mexico or Canada or something." That's
1: right. He's not here. He's not here. Don't right, even, we gotta text don't even Austin
0: call. two weeks ahead of when we think we need him.
1: <laughs> like, hey, Austin, are you stateside? Because <laughs> <laughs> we we're you're not.
0: Yeah, I've gotten that. I've gotten that, text.
1: <laughs> we're just, look, I love it. I love this. Um, I think it was really dope to have you on. I'm so happy that you made the time for us today. Because uh, yeah, every time Austin be, responds. Austin. These,
2: these are always fun. <laughs>
1: I'm
2: like, Shit,
1: we got Austin. Let's make, <laughs> make sure everything's cool. But Austin, it was really dope having you on the show today. Um, And I was like, mm. we opened up the show with Stephen Cofield Jr., aka Ty Smith. He's a hard act to follow, but I was like, we got Austin. We good. We good. We're gonna keep
2: the He's good. He's easy to follow.
1: He's right here. No like, worries. That, that, that goddamn Austin. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm good. I think this is a dope episode. Jared, what about you? You got anything else for Austin?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Austin, for joining us. We can't wait to get back with you wait. on set.
1: Can't wait.
2: Yeah.
1: Can't wait. Yeah, me
2: too. It's been too long. <laughs>
1: It's it has, it has, but it's yes. gonna that's gonna make it even more worth it when we get there. I'll, I'll try not to be stressed. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah,
0: it'll be great. I got you. Don't hey, yeah. Please it'll, don't be stressed,
1: Whatever, jay All right, Austin. Um, we will. I gotta. I gotta call you about another creative call. Anyway, fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Our last one. I'll I'll do that this week. I promise. I promise. Yeah, it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, don't add no more, please, Austin. Don't let her add no more pages. No more. I don't need not one more hour of shooting added to the schedule. Man. I
2: think having a young coach. At seven. Or All eight right,
0: bye, Austin. With, dogs, <laughs> thank you, with Austin. dogs, at a circus. Austin, your time's Big up. Tent. Your time here's <laughs> up. <laughs> it's a wrap for you.
1: Austin, thank you so much. We'll hit you up this week. All, All right, thanks, thank guys. you, <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye. All right. thanks again for Austin Kite for stopping by. That's another fire episode in the can. Katie, you got any thoughts for this week?
1: Oh my god. I mean, it's is Austin Kite like what the right. fuck? what am the I? Surprised? Amazing.
0: Illustrious. The great. Elusive. <laughs> Austin Kite. No
1: working Austin right. Kite. No. Um I love Austin, you know. He he has a special place in my heart. He is one of the most talented and and smartest and funniest people I know if you're not into dry humor I don't know how if you would get along with him but he has a lot of that (laughs) and our team is dry humor all day um so yeah I just I, I, I thought it was a dope episode and I'm really glad that we got Austin Kite to round out the second episode of the boxer movie podcast right 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 He followed Stephen Cofield Jr. He said that was easy. So I'm like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: who's
1: next week? Oh, we can't tell you. But I got to look at the schedule and be like, can y'all measure up to Austin or
0: no? Ah, they got it. They got it. They got it. Our whole lineup is fire. So, I mean, no. 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 <laughs> I they in mean boxers, So, fire. you know, you, you know. know.
1: <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. But yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much for stopping by, Austin. We appreciate you and cannot wait to get back on set.
0: Yes, yes. Boxer the Movie Podcast is produced by Shakisha Williams, the wonderful Katie Mack, and me, myself, Jared Solomon. You can follow us on social media, not the dab, you can follow us on social media at boxer underscore film on Instagram and Twitter. Again, that's boxer underscore film on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, but in the meantime, make sure you visit our website, boxofthemovie.com, to donate to our crowdfunding campaign. And don't forget to go to the bottom of the page and subscribe to our email list to get the latest updates. Until next time, peace out, y'all.